pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need Trends Vision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to Trend Vision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world-leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. On our podcast this evening, workers left in the dust, big banks gear for digital coin release, and from Impossible Burger to Awesome Burger. <laughs> Gerald, let's get rock and rolling. What happened in the markets today? Well, down over there in Asia, up in Europe, up in the States, up, up, up in the States, up, 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 and... Oil's up a little bit and gold's still up, but Bitcoin down a bit, big bit, 6%. Stocks just had their second best day of the year. Hmm. Dow rallies more than 500 points. And you know why? Must be those trade wars decreased a little yeah, bit. Yeah, of course. No. <laughs> That's what they say, but the real reason is that the uh, Federal Reserve Chairman... Jerome Powell signaled that central bank was open to easing monetary policy to save the economy. Powell said, quote, The bank will act as appropriate to sustain the expansion. He said that uh, he didn't know how and when global trade issues will be resolved. We are closely monitoring the implications of these developments for the U.S. economic outlook. And also, of course, they're saying that things are cooling down a little bit between China and Mexico and the United States. So that's what drove it. No, it drove it up. More cheap monetary meth given to you by the Fed. That's right. They keep those investors, better known as addicted gamblers, <laughs> able to keep gambling. So now there's a 90% chance of a September rate cut and expectations for a second rate cut in December are above 80%. And when did I start saying it? Over six months ago. And so that's why if you subscribe to the Trends Journal, you will be ahead of the curve and read history before it happens. So get to Trends Journal at trendsjournal.com. So gold. Gold went up again. You know, it's at, three, at 1330. It's pretty good. And um, it's important to note because... People are buying treasuries and they're buying gold because they're looking at safe haven assets. They're concerned about where things are going. And you can see the Fed is too. This is real. They're going to keep cutting it. And also, the uh, showing the interest in gold, the SPDR Gold Trust, the world's largest gold-backed exchange-traded fund, rose 2.2% on Monday. It's its biggest one-day percentage gain since July of 2016. Mm. So people are interested in this. Oil prices are basically flat. The, um, they're waiting to see what goes on between the United States, Iran, and Israel if things heat up over there. And also, they're looking at a slowdown global economy. So it's about oversupply, what they're going to do with OPEC and non-OPEC members that are going to keep cutting back on supply, on, on, demand, on supply, or will they pump out more? So it needs to be seen what's going to go on there. So oil prices are stuck in the range at the lower end right now. U.S. downturn risks growing, warned Morgan Stanley Gage. The U.S. market cycle has shifted from an expansionary phase to a downturn 
for the first time since 2007, according to their report. You, well, you've been talking about a global slowdown for months. And that this is big, and it goes back to oil again. That's what determines it. Another story, Mexican peso extends losses after Trump threatens to impose tariffs. So in other words, it's still going down. And here's the deal. This is the way they write this. This escalation in the trade war will hinder U.S. economic growth. So, and this is a, an analyst at the Bank of America pointing to the $346 billion worth of goods that the United States imports from its southern neighbors annually. So I don't get this. How could this hinder U.S. economic growth? We are buying $346 billion worth of stuff, and that's hindering our growth? Oh, no, we're emptying our pockets. I think he got it wrong. Next. Some bet Bitcoin price could reach $50,000. We'll have to see if they're right. And traders unload emerging market assets. And that's very important because the currencies are going down. They're bailing out. They pulled out $3.8 billion from exchange-traded funds that focus on emerging market stocks in the week ending May 22nd. The biggest withdrawal in a year. So that's, is that the safe haven trend? Again, yes, because they're looking at a global slowdown. The markets are overvalued. We, we, you know, we wrote in the last Trends Journal, we don't see the markets going up from here. They'll go up a little bit, if at best, but the downward risk is much greater. Okay. Well, you mentioned, you know, big banks and you mentioned Bitcoin. Uh, here's a headline. I'd like to know what's behind it. Big Bank's gear for digital coin release. Here we go. Today's Financial Times. Lenders place trust in cryptocurrency tech. And here's what they say. 13 of the world's biggest banks are preparing to launch digital versions of big global currencies in 2020, next year. They call it the, the um, utility Settlement Coin, USC. Now, listen to this, is important. The technology, which is used in blockchain networks, enables participants to share information instantly on open-ended access ledger that cannot be altered or erased. Huh. How about blockchain democracy? You mean we could vote that way? And all of the information coming out by the mainstream media is that if we vote like this, it could be hacked. Yet here we're seeing 13 of the world's biggest banks going into this new coin, this USC coin, and making the statement cannot be altered or erased. And we're talking about tens of trillions of dollars. Right. But you can't vote. So are you saying that this so-called defense against... Uh Digital, you know, the digital voting is what? Warning, warning, bullshit alert. It's bullshit. It's Democrats and repulsive kins bullshit <laughs> so they could stay in power when no one else wants them in there because then you're going to have, rather than these 50, 55% people turning out to vote, you'll have 70, 80% mm -hmm. of the people. Get out of here. I don't want you here anymore. We want something new. They don't want it. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, talk again on the financial about workers versus CEOs. We've heard a lot, but now we have some facts. Catch this. 
Since 1978, and adjusted for inflation, American workers have seen an 11.2% increase in compensation. That's less than a quarter of a percent rise per year. However, during that same period, CEOs have seen a 937% increase in earnings. You want to hear it a little bit differently? According to a report from the Economic Policy Institute, average CEO pay is 271 times the annual average pay of the typical American worker. Yep, and it's worldwide like that. And the bigs are getting bigger and everybody else, again, it, it, the, all the money's flowing to the top. Blackstone in 18 billion point seven GLP asset deal. Blackstone has struck the largest private real estate deal in history with the, catch this, alternative investment manager agreeing to buy the U.S. warehouse portfolio of Singapore-based GLP. What is an alternative-based manager? <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. There were no such thing as these private equity groups. All the money's being concentrated at the top. And check this out. Now, this is very important because it goes back to what you were saying. Blackstone's acquisition comes at a time of growing interest, you ready, in warehouse and logistic businesses as investors bet on the rise of online shopping. So now you can get a job in an Amazon warehouse <laughs> and make $62.50 a week after you pay your taxes, you buy food, you pay for your rent, whatever it might be, healthcare, and you got a hernia. <laughs> That's what they're doing. It's another job in Slavelandia, and it's global. Germany's Infineon to pay 9 billion euros for U.S. chip maker. More and more consolidation, more and more monopolies. Well, let's continue on the theme because it's an important theme. Graduate students pack on debt, earning MAs and IOUs. Yeah, guess what? You want to go to the uh, Academy of Art and you can get a master's degree in design and applied arts. You know what the average debt level is? $100,252 for a degree basically is going to show in worthlessness for most people. Yes, a few will make it, most won't in that field. You ready for this one? The average amount borrowed for a master's in Bayesian, excuse me, in social work at the University of Southern California, $109,486 for a job that probably pays about $50,000 a year. So wait a minute. You want to be a social worker, you go to UCLA, you're going to be 100000 in debt if you don't have the money to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, that's the average debt. As you come out, and now you're going to be a social worker? Well, no, you're going, to be a, you're, going to be on, you're going to be talking to a social worker. You're going to need a social worker. Exactly. Oh, it's criminal. It's terrible. It's just criminal. It's terrible. And again, these degrees in worthlessness. And by the way, no universities teach trend forecasting. You only get it from <laughs> the Trends Research Institute, from the Trends Journal, and Trend Vision 2020. So go to trendsjournal.com. And if you have any questions, you go to Transvision 2020. Imagine, you get degrees in history. Yeah, know everything that didn't happen, but the way they told you it happened. 
Again, a degree in worthlessness, but the future is off limits. We're not going to tell you what's going to happen next. And you know why? Because they don't have a clue. Right. So in essence, if you become a history major, you're going to have a history of debt when you get out. You got it. That's going to be your history. You got it. Perfectly well, said. I'm sure this will uh, float your boat, Gerald. Top tech executives will be asked to testify in the U.S. probe. Facebook, Amazon, and Google. Do you think they're shaking in their boots oh, having yeah, to go before yeah, Congress? Yeah. I wonder how much they'll have to pay the politicians off to get what they want. They yeah, probably already done it. What a joke. Nothing will happen. All right. Well, let's go global because we talked yesterday that there was a summit in Mecca uh, organized by Saudi Arabia basically to drum up the war with Iran. Well, there was a mass demonstration in Yemen, which is getting bombed to smithereens uh, by Saudi Arabia. And there's a photo here of this, Gerald. There are thousands of people taking to the streets uh, in protest against uh, Saudi Arabia and America's backing them with jet planes and military hardware. And nothing being reported about that in the mainstream media. And again, yesterday we just read about 35 dead as Sudan troops moved against the democracy movement. You see it's still going on in Algeria. The Yemen conflict is the worst humanitarian conflict on earth today. And the United States and other countries are giving the Saudis, and the United Arab Emirates, the weapons to slaughter these people. So anybody that supports that, you're an accomplice to murder, as I see it. But the Trends Journal, you know the motto, think for yourself. And if you like to occupy peace, go to OccupyPeace.com, because if we don't have peace, we're just going to keep going down spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And just to repeat, you know, we talked about yesterday the fact that Saudi Arabia is one of the players backing the military in Sudan, which just shot about 50 right, right. protesters. Yes, so yeah, it just yeah. keeps going on. And let's stay in the Middle East because we're not going to take our eyes off it. Two headlines. Israel continues airstrikes against Syria, killing 15, and Israel's Mossad behind allegations Iran sabotaged oil tankers. After killing 10 people in a flurry of attacks early Sunday, Israeli warplanes continue with a second round of strikes into the evening, killing at least five more. Overall, force of Syrian soldiers have been confirmed killed, blah, 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 blah. And they're attacking military facilities. Could you imagine if Syria did this to Israel? Oh, my God, it would be a big deal. If any country did anything to Israel, it's like the United States. They have no right doing this, but they're, they're drumming up war. And by the way, Netanyahu's in trouble, as we've reported. And he was unable to put a government together. They're calling for new elections. When all else fails, they take you to war. All right, and how about that second headline, Israel's Mossad behind allegations Iran sabotaged oil tankers? Yep, claims of sabotage against a handful of oil tankers off the coast of the United Arab Emirates and subsequent claims from the U.S. hawks that Iran was behind it originated with the Israeli Mossad. And uh, there's absolutely no proof, but they keep... Uh, remember what Pompeo said, the former our Secretary of State, and former head of the uh, CIA. CIA, he said, we lie, we cheat, we steal. So there you go. Another All right. CIA. All right. Well, let's see. Is the Democratic Party is much better. You know, Joe Biden, since he announced he's running for president, has had a commanding lead. Um, now, of course, it's very early and a lot can happen. But... I mean, the Democrat basically, it looks like a pretty centrist party, doesn't it? Despite all the, uh, the liberal firepower um, that seemed to be happening uh, a few months ago, Democrats are really pretty centrist. Yeah, it's more talk than action. And when you go back to the midterm elections, the numbers are here. When the most important victories weren't by candidates on the left, but by 21 House freshmen 
who won in districts President Trump carried in 2016. They were centrist candidates and represent where many Democratic and independent voters are on the center So let me ask left. you th this question. I know we have a long way to go, and there are wild cards. But does, do you think it's going to turn out that the, you know, they can talk about health care, they can talk about all this stuff. It's really about, I'm not Trump. Isn't that really going to be what they're going to be running on? It's, that's what they're all running on. And also, the big issue is going to be how many millennials get out to vote. Because we've been doing all the data on millennials. This is the poorest generation since the Great Depression. And on and on. So... It's going to depend on how many of them get out to vote to see who's going to win in the Democratic Party. Okay. Well, you know, you, you, you talk about that the theme of the Trans Journal is think for yourself. Well, part of thinking for ourselves is choosing what we eat. And Nestle is the largest food company in the world. And believe me, they produce a lot of chemical-laden food. <laughs> but they see the trend of the Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat. And they are now going to launch a plant-based awesome burger this year in the United States. That's the largest food company in the world. Wow, awesome burger, huh? Awesome. Yep, yeah, okay. again, this is a big trend. It's just going to keep growing. But again, and we're going to do a story in the Trends Journal on this, is the safety of this food really what they're saying it is? Or are the products that they're using in it the kind of products that if you eat organically, you would never use because all of these plant-based foods are sprayed with so many different chemicals, mm -hmm. GMO plants. So we have to see you know, more and more about this and genetically engineered what's really the outcome with it. Right. But as a general trend, it's a big trend plant -based and it's going to keep healthier growing. than than possibly. Meat. Yeah. Possibly. possibly. Okay. But again, the trend is only going to escalate. Okay. Uh, we have to end we would love ending with cannabis because that's maybe our favorite trend. Um, but here's a headline, pop bill won't pass in New York, Governor Cuomo says. Yep. If Cuomo says it, then why should we have the National Cannabis Freedom Act? We should listen to Cuomo because also leaders of the Senate and Assembly, both of which are controlled by Democrats, haven't committed to bringing the bill to the floor. Most Republicans oppose the measure. Chairman Nick Langworthy said that there are unanswered questions about legalizing marijuana and that it could send a bad message to New Yorkers. The only unanswered question is who's going to profit from it. That's it. And uh, Mr. Langley, go F yourself. I'm a New Yorker. I don't need you to tell me what's good for me. You, the Democrats and Repulsivekins. And you is it. Well, it's all the time we have for today. We've got to go out and have a meal. Hopefully it won't be genetically modified. We'll see you tomorrow for more Trend Vision 2020.